0: the wait is over. Yeah, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long, hot, dry summer with nothing to get you excited except for baseball. Who likes baseball? And now it's September. And that's right. It's getting cool outside. The sports center plays will not just be baseball. Amen. I can watch TV again. Break out the YouTube TV. Break out the Sunday ticket cuz baby week 1 is here, I love
1: football. Let's get it rolling, man. I cannot wait.
0: I love football.
2: Yee-haw! Y'all boys ready for this? Powder folks let's gather around. Fold the best sports talk in town. We got her host, Darren Tim and Chris. Baby, can't get better than this. But give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. But give it up for the guys in this league.
0: Word to your mother, and this time to your sister, to your daddy, to your grandma, and to your grandpa. Because we are electric in here, ladies and gentlemen. We are less than 24 hours away from football being back on the television. My dream? Pinch me. We're here. You're
1: not dreaming, Tim. We are You're here.
0: Not. It's actually happening. It's Damn. actually happening. Like I'm seeing football reviews, I'm seeing I'm seeing week 1 projections, rankings, like it's real. I'm getting goosebumps right now. It's I'm real. Just,
1: I'm excited. We've waited so long. It's finally here. Are we officially at 24 hour mark? Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. we are uh, well. Past best past time of, it. of the year, well past. past. It, baby.
0: it is the evening of September 6th, thousand twenty three, and you are listening to episode sixty four of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. We are excited to bring another season of exciting NFL action right to your ear holes, and we are excited that you're joining us as we talk about this game that we all love so much. As you just heard, we are less than twenty four hours away. From the opening kickoff, and we have a packed show for you today. NFL predictions, actual NFL predictions, Super Bowl picks, MVPs, Offensive Player of the Year. Our hot takes coming your way in this episode. And then, of course, we welcome back the return of the This League. Guarantee a parlay that is guaranteed to hit for your Week 1 betting pleasures and then of course we have the week one preview coming at you like we said football is real and it's here the fact that we're doing a week one preview gets me excited to the core Aaron if I were to give you 10 million dollars right now or you could never watch football again which one are you doing oh my gosh they can have the 10 mil that's what I'm saying they can have it I actually mm-hmm. think I would take the football like you know how like boring my life it's would such be? an
1: important part of my life I know yeah i don't think i could i'm trying to do
2: the math of like how many hours a year in my life i would get back and i don't know that
0: i can count that high <laughs> <laughs> so not worth it <laughs> so not worth it um drink of the week i think we're all sipping that miller light right absolutely yes yes we want a sponsorship really badly miller yeah, Lite, let's do it just give sponsor us like sponsor us please give us two bucks and we'll just say whatever you want to on the air let's get into the nfl predictions All three hosts here have picked a Super Bowl champion, an NFL MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and we have a hot take coming your way. We will start at the top. We will start with our Super Bowl matchup, so name your Super Bowl matchup, and then pick your Super Bowl champion who wants to get us kicked off.
1: I can go. Uh, For me, I think it's the year of the Bills. I think they Mm. finally... Eclipse the mountaintop, and I think Which it's is Patrick Mahomes. Yes, <laughs> they get yeah, past Burrow. him, they get past Joe Burrow, they make it to the Super Bowl, and they're going to play the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, and I toiled back and forth all day over this prediction because <laughs> I really just didn't want to put the Eagles in the Super Bowl again. But top to bottom, they are the most talented team, yeah, in the NFC by a mile. They just reloaded and seems like they're going to be just as good, if not better, at most of the positions on their roster. And so I've got both of them in the Super Bowl with the Buffalo Bills
0: coming out on Josh Allen gets it done. With Josh Allen. His legacy needs it, man. Does he have Stephon Diggs next year? I don't know.
1: I think that's what I'm saying. They got to get it done. Their window's closing. I think it's this
0: year. Man. All right. So Aaron going with the Buffalo Bills. My Josh Allen... Gabe Davis stack certainly likes to hear that. I'll go up next here. I'll, I will be the first to admit, I don't know if you guys have watched Hard Knocks this year, but I am drinking all the Kool-Aid. Aaron Rodgers looks energized. He looks happy. Like, when's the last time you've seen Aaron Rodgers look happy? He's going to Broadway shows yeah. with his team and like jamming to Michael Jackson songs on Hard Knocks. He's saying Garrett Wilson is special. You got Quinn and Williams and Sauce Gardner on that, anchoring that. I just. I know the AFC is tough. Hell, the AFC East is tough. But I think Aaron Rodgers is better at sticking it to people more than anybody else in the league. He has a point to prove. I think the Jets make it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC, and they take on the Philadelphia Eagles once hey, again. that's two for him. They, uh, to Aaron's point, you get you get past the 49ers and the Cowboys, and I think the Eagles are just better than both of them. Kind of by a wide margin, personally. So Jets, Eagles for me, and I actually have Jalen Hurts lifted the Lombardi Trophy. I think they get back. They learned from last year. They upset. I don't even know if they'd be an upset. But they beat Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in the Super Bowl. Philadelphia Eagles, your Super Bowl 55 champions? 54? 56? 56? 56? 56 already? Somewhere around there. Dang. Let us know. know in the comments below. There you go. All right. But, yeah, I'm going Eagles. Let's Tim. all act
1: surprised with who Tim's going to pick here. I know. <laughs> well,
2: I'll start off my Super Bowl matchup champion with a a quick fun stat. You know, you like fun stats? You I like love NFL fun stats, uh, yeah, stats. Yeah, yeah. Okay, give, yeah. Give us the I'll stats. I'll hit you with it.
0: Um, Especially fun ones.
2: So, the last 17 quarterbacks who lost their Super Bowl debut – have never made it back to the big game in their careers.
0: So are you just crapping on our Jalen Hurts take here,
2: and I'm also picking one.
0: <laughs> I wonder who that could be. And I
2: think the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, who falls into that category, All right. You know, lost his Super Bowl debut. I th- I think they get it done this year. They get over the hump. It's as talented as the Bengals have been in my lifetime. I'm getting, you know, Chicago Cubs twenty sixteen vibes of just like destiny. Like if it's gonna happen in my lifetime, it's gonna be this year or never. Um and I'm gonna go with a surprise pick out of the NFC East, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's early in the season. I'm still getting back <laughs> into it. Yep. I'm gonna give the Dallas Cowboys
0: Oh spicy. Shot
2: to come out of the NFC.
0: Their defense is good, man. They just picked up Stefan Gilmore too. I, I, like.
2: I think the Cowboys are underrated. I think Dax underrated. They getting Brandon Cooks really helps them on offense. Offensive line is, is talented. It's not what it was, you know, the five, six, seven years ago, but they're deep and they're they have a bunch of studs on the O-line. And then, like you said, Micah Parsons led defense. Scary, the secondary. And the NFC is just not that strong. True, I you know I think it's more of an any man's game over there, whereas the AFC it's just loaded. Right, and I am going to pick my Bengals. All right, I'm going for it. There you it know, is. if it you guys shot. play the Cowboys, you better beat them in this yeah, Super Bowl. Right, yeah, all of
0: so. America will be rooting for you. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, I can't, can't hate on it.
2: But there it is. All three of us say that seventeen straight quarterback uh, curse is going to come to an end.
0: Josh Allen's never made to the Super Bowl. Hasn't made it. There you go. I like that. Cool. Well, you got uh, Aaron rolling with the Bills, Tim rolling with his Cincinnati Benjies, and me going with Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles to get back and win the Super Bowl. Let us know your thoughts. It's always fun to hear people's Super Bowl matchups and the reasonings they give. Let's move on to NFL MVP here. Tim, I'll start with you. I think your Super Bowl pick and your MVP pick coincide pretty well.
2: They go hand in hand. And if the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow is going to be the NFL MVP. Sure, he's gonna he's gonna push for fifty passing touchdowns, rush for another five, you know, push for five thousand passing yards. I, I think if you know my my crystal ball, you know, I see the Bengals in the Super Bowl, and that only means one thing, and that's that Joe Burrow is the NFL MVP.
0: There you go. I like it. Mine also goes kind of in that same vein, and mine is because if the Jets are good. All credit is going to go to Aaron Rodgers. If, if the Jets True. are bad, most of the bad things that they'll say about the Jets is going to be out of Aaron Rodgers. So I think the way the Jets go is where the, is the way that Aaron Rodgers goes. And I think the Jets are going to make the Super Bowl. Like I said, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. So I think Aaron Rodgers claims NFL MVP. Again, when the Packers pissed him off, what'd he do? Two straight MVPs. He goes to another team where he's being doubted. I just think he's going to be on a mission this year. He comes back, wins MVP again, um, and takes his team to the Super Bowl. So Aaron Rodgers MVP for me.
1: And for myself, I am taking Josh Allen. Ooh, the stallion. The stallion as the NFL MVP. And I think he does it on the back of a very solid, formidable defense that's coming back. And he's also going to have something that he has not had I think since he's been in the league, 2017 was the last time that the Buffalo Bills had a thousand-yard rusher. I think ah. that it happens this year, yes, sir. with James Cook, yes, sir. He's going to be cooking in the backfield, and he's going to get those scrimmage yards to help alleviate some of that pressure.
0: Making bacon in the backfield
1: that Josh Allen has mm. had in the past when it comes to having to basically pass his way to victories. So Josh Allen, my NFL MVP
0: and Super Bowl MVP, probably as well. I like that, and I think actually our picks make a lot of sense because typically if your team's winning and doing well, yeah, look at us, look at us betting sharks over here. Of course, it's, it's a quarterback award. We all know that. So, and typically the offensive player of the year, I feel like, is also a quarterback award a lot of the time. But Aaron, you feel differently. Who are you going with the offensive player of the year? I am rolling. With
1: my guy, this one's spicy. I like my this boy. One. I have so much confidence in him. I go feel trade like... for him, coward. <laughs> Don won't trade me. Yeah, he just won't talk. <laughs> he won't talk about the guy I'm trade. Say, yeah, <laughs> he will not let me have for good reason. Chris Olave. Oh man, I like that. I think with Derek Carr coming into town, he's gonna hyper target Chris Olave on deep th- on deep routes. He's gonna be a deep threat guy. I think he is just going to show why he was a first-round draft pick and he's in a situation with the Saints where they're going to need him. They're going to need him to win, and he's going to be that vertical deep threat, that stretch-the-field guy who can also do the intermediate routes. They He's so versatile and has very surefire hands. I think uh, when it's all said and done, I could see him racking up the receiving yards and touchdowns to really give him that stat profile that says I am the offensive player of the year.
0: I like that pick a lot. My offensive player of the year, Anthony, get your hand out of your shorts. Cause I'm about to excite you on my own. I'm picking the guy that has the best wide receiver core he's ever had a healthy top two in the league tight end and an offensive coordinator that is known for throwing the ball and airing it out, but he's also not going to limit his rushing ability. And, yes, I am talking about Lamar Jackson. Are the Ravens going to be good? I think they'll be okay. They're going to make the playoffs in all likelihood. But I can see Lamar Jackson. If I'm not betting on a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes to finish his quarterback one this year, I am feeling Lamar Jackson 2019 MVP vibes. He's got the money. He's healthy. The best supporting cast he's ever had. I think he is going to just... Be an offensive machine for any fantasy football team that he's on and definitely for the Baltimore Ravens, and he's going to get that. I don't think he's going to be MVP because I don't think he's going to win as much as Aaron Rodgers will. But just from sheer numbers, Lamar Jackson, your offensive player of the year.
2: I don't hate it. I think that's that's a very solid pick. I think you hit the nail on the head with a lot of uh, the Ravens hype this time of year. Um, I am going to go with a – Back-to-back offensive player of the year. Oh, and if you'll recall, that is one Justin Jefferson.
0: Anthony is just like in j- dreamland he's right feeling now, feeling
2: it. So, um, I think Justin Jefferson is. We all know he's chasing greatness. I think he has that dog in him. To mm-hmm. bring back that Got phrase, that dog in him that he wants Whoa. two thousand receiving yards. <sighs> I think he wants it, and my. It, you know it's it's not doesn't fall under my hot takes i don't think the vikings are going to be as good i could see them missing out on the playoffs so i think they're going to be in a lot more you know going to need to pass, pass the ball no dalvin cook not going to be able to rely on him so i think that there's a fair shot that justin jefferson i mean potentially sets league records this year for receptions and yards
0: i could see that yeah i could see I that could too the only, the only, I think the only gripe I have with that is he now he think he has a bona fide wide receiver two on the other end of the field. Oh there. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. He's pretty uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Drafted him high when they had a lot of other needs. Uh, so I don't, I could, I could see them really getting trying to get Jordan Addison involved in that. But I don't think that necessarily takes away from Justin Jefferson. If not, maybe relaxes some pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We'll see. I dig it. Offensive rookie of the year. I'm gonna rip the Band-Aid off. Come Gold, on. Go Let's go, baby. Come on, baby. I when I saw this in the doc, you I was like, "You kidding me? Yeah. You kidding me? He's going to have he's going to have like a Jameis Winston 30 touchdowns, 30 picks kind of year. Don't care. He's going to add he a got thousand that thousand yards 30 on the vision. Field. I Don't thought care. I
2: thought you were talking about Josh Downs for a second. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> what that 30 30 vision gets yeah. us to victory. You see Josh Downs really good at like the short the short routes and the cuts and the curls. Anthony Richardson can't hit those, all right? Yeah. He's just going to be chucking it 40 yards down the field to MPJ. No, I, Absolute I can bombs.
2: See it. Yeah, when I saw it on the dock too, I was like, eh, But then I'm like, well, he's starting week one. That, the, that gives him a fair And the thing shot. is,
0: is like, Tim, with your pick, also expected to not be on a very good team. I don't think you have to be on a great team in order to get this. You just show signs of progress and you put up the numbers. I think the offensive rookie of the year is yours. I don't think anybody is in a better position to just put up the sheer offensive numbers you want to see not saying it's going to be pretty but just the numbers that get you that award it's got to be anthony richardson even over stroud and young yeah yeah just because he's just gonna put up more numbers i mean i think he probably doesn't throw as much as they do but just on the ground and like the highlight plays he's gonna make yeah like think about the award show when they're like you know showing the slideshow of the of the award winners like anthony richardson's is gonna look sexy yeah a lot hotter than the other two
2: yeah, so I, yeah, I don't hate it. I'm warming up to it. I'll go ahead. Uh, my offensive rookie of the year, probably the most chalk pick you can mm-hmm. make. Doesn't but make it a bad. Pick. I, but I love last, it. I was the last one in the dock, and neither of you had picked him. So I'm like, heck yeah, sign me up. Give me some Bijan. Bijan Robinson is the best running back prospect since who?
0: Saquon Barkley
2: who was the last running back to win Offensive Rookie of the Year.
0: Oh, I walked into hey, that bring hey. it, hey. Bring Damn. it back,
2: Bijan. <laughs> Falcons offensive line is top five to seven in the league, bringing back a lot of starters. They're going to need to rely on him because Desmond Ritter is a huge question mark. I just think I think the star is for Bijan to be special. This year and beyond, um, to infinity and Bijan. Nah. Uh, but I, I, he's a... He's a shoe-in for me for Offensive Rookie of the Year.
0: and I think the Vegas odds probably agree with you. Probably. All right, Aaron, Offensive Rookie of the Year before we get to the Comeback Player of the Year.
1: I was very tempted to uh, put Bijan as mine, uh, but I decided to go the extra spicy route, and I'm going with Zay Flowers. Stack it with the uh, Offensive Player of the Year pick. Let's go. He looked so good on that Monday night preseason game against uh, the Washington Commanders. I It might have been Sunday night or Monday night, I can't remember. But he looked sensational. Like, he looked <laughs> sensational. So good. Very fluid. I, I know with the Ravens receivers, we've had a bad taste in our mouths over the years. Just with Lamar Jackson, the way he runs his offense. But there's just guys that know how to play the game of football, regardless of their size, regardless of how fast they are, how high they can jump. Zay Flowers has that in him. He's got that if factor, and
0: he's just going to produce. Yeah, and I think he's just walking into opportunity. I, I mentioned the offensive coordinator wanted to throw it more. Odell is not reliable and dusty at this point of the season, and Rashad Bateman is, crusty is just and dusty. dusty <laughs> and Rashad Bateman just can't stay healthy. When he is healthy, he's good, but like he just can't do it. So I think Zay Flowers walks in immediately you know a top three target in that offense which i think so anthony just continued to get off here i know i know (laughs) jesus all right uh let's go to the comeback player of the year tim i'll start with you just because you got the pick that's gonna be the pick
2: yeah i i think you know the the script is written. It's got to be. DeMar Hamlin steps onto the field for <laughs> one play.
0: He gets one tackle.
2: He's comeback player of the year because he literally came back from the dead yes. t- to play this year. Yes. I, one I of us say, had to go with the chalk pick. Yeah, I, I just think it's, it's, it's too obvious there.
0: DeMar Hamlin is free money right now on whatever sports book you use. Just go bet him, comeback player of the year. It's going to happen. But if he doesn't, which I'm sure he will, but in a world where he doesn't, The only thing that can stop this player from winning comeback player of the year is the NFL and their stupid storylines and not wanting to glorify people they don't like. And yes, I'm talking about Mr. Calvin Ridley, two years off of football, one from like the mental health standpoint, which like if he was coming back from that, yeah, I'd probably give it to him. But the whole gambling thing, NFL doesn't like that, suspended blah, blah, blah. He could go for freaking 2,000 yards and 13 touchdowns and they still won't give it to him, probably. But just from a sheer standpoint of who the football fans should want to win comeback of the player of the year and who I think will win comeback player of the year, it's Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to be a dog this year. Come back last year of his rookie contract somehow. <laughs> and uh, just produce numbers for the Jacksonville Jaguars and for Team Fair life. Aaron, over to you. So
1: the obvious pick, of course, would be Demar Hamlin. But I am, of course, going... A different route to spice things up. My pick is Brees Hall. Okay, and the reason I picked Brees Hall—that's Hall spicy. I like that. Is because I believe in my heart of hearts that Dalvin Cook is washed. Oh, oh, oh! I, th- I think oh that at the beginning of the season they're gonna give him some volume. He's gonna be effective with very loose quotations (laughs) because his, his burst is gone guys. I don't know if you saw much of him last year at the very end of the season, but I was very invested in watching him. I had him in some other fantasy leagues. He just doesn't, he's not the same and he's also 28. He's getting older. I think they're going to, once Brees proves that he's fully healthy and back from the ACL injury, He's gonna take that running back role with the Jets. He's gonna run with it. And Dalvin Cook will be a factor still. Maybe some goal line work. You know, eight to ten carries a game type deal. But I just I don't see a world where Brees doesn't just come back if he's healthy and take over the backfield and be the Brees Hall we know him to be.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot just because I would say Brees Hall was probably the best running back prospect since Saquon. And now Bijan is obviously better than Brees, but not as. Brees wasn't as good as Saquon, if that makes sense. Yes. But uh, I think we we're forgetting how good he was in college, how good of a prospect he was. So I really like that pick a lot. Um, let's go into our final prediction. And it's the funnest, baby, with the hot takes. Anybody feeling spicy enough to go first? I think you should go. All right. Well,. Let's do this. I I am so fed up with this everybody talking about this team. All right. Besides drafting a running back way too high, what have they done? What have they done? Did, did they improve their defense? Did they sign a stud? No. They have a top 5 offensive line. Okay, they had one last year too. So it's like, okay, that's mm-hmm. okay. That's cool. That's cool. Um, you add a running back. That's cool. Almond Raw is another year experience. You, you just spoiled it, Aaron.
2: They have a Gosh. top nine wide receiver in yeah, the 2021 okay. NFL draft. <laughs> Who suspended
0: Who might for six games. <laughs> I think the Detroit Lions not only lose on Thursday, not only don't make the playoffs, I think they finish last in the NFC North. Ooh. Behind the Packers, behind the Vikings, behind the Bears. Wow. The hype behind this team is is just crazy. And we like we love Dan Campbell as a coach, but is he a good coach? Play calling the amount of blown leads they had last year? Like, is he actually a good coach? Have we decided on that yet? I don't think we have. So just the expectations on this team are just outrageous. And they think adding Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, which is an upgrade, I think, over their previous running back tandem, is just going to fix all of their problems. And Jared Goff is just going to pick apart defenses, like he did in his Super Bowl leading year when he was carried by Todd Gurley. And it's like, I don't, you know, what are what are we doing there? So I think, my, my hot take, Detroit Lions finish last in the NFC North, and Dan Campbell is fired either mid-year, which I wouldn't be surprised because of these expectations, or definitely, you know, when Black Monday rolls around after the regular season, Dan Campbell is gone. Detroit Lions suck this year is my hot take. Thoughts on that?
1: It's certainly a hot take, I definitely will say that. I think they're going to be a little bit better than maybe where you're placing them. I I don't see a world where Green Bay doesn't finish last in the NFC North, just because Jordan Love I'm not a believer in. I don't think. But is he like
0: miles away better worse than Jared Goff? I mean, we haven't really. I seen think Jared Goff's
1: significantly better than Jordan Love based off what I've seen. Sure, we haven't seen it yet, but yeah. So, I could see Detroit finishing 3rd in the NFC North. I could see the Vikings finishing above them. Realistically in my mind, I have them finishing 2nd uh, right. in the NFC North, which I think most
0: people do probably, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Um okay. but yeah, so I think it's, you know, it's a good
0: hot take. I I could see it happening and I think that's what makes it juicy. All right. Well, Aaron, we'll go on to you next because I cannot see yours happening. So let's uh, let's roll into that. Well, hey, it's hot takes for a reason. So
1: I went the hottest uh, that you Spicy. can, very much on the meter of of spice. I think that the New York Giants advance this year to the NFC Championship game for the first time since
0: 2011. The New York Football Giants. The New York. The Daniel Jones led football, football Giants. giants.
1: The playoffs. Championship Uh, game? Playoffs? NFC championship game. Dang. All right. And here is the simple reason for that. Brian Dable. All right. All right. We saw what happened when there was time given with a quarterback and Brian Dable to develop. Nobody thought that Josh Allen would turn into what he has become and there's no other reason to explain it other than Brian Dable. In my honest opinion, I don't think Josh Allen's natural given talents and skill would be able to be where it's at if it wasn't for Dable's mentorship, leadership, and coaching to the level that he was able to give Josh Allen. I believe. That. Do I believe that Daniel Jones is going to be the same as Josh Allen? Absolutely not. But you better believe that Brian Dable is going to get the best out of Daniel Jones every season. And if last season was an indication of the tip of the iceberg, I can't wait for the middle of the glacier. And I Ooh. think there's a lot still on the boat. That's button. a bar,
0: low-key. Yeah. you write that down? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did not. But I can't wait to see what further improvement looks like for Daniel Jones, because last year was pretty dang good, guys. So if you have that in place, you add a guy like Darren Waller, you add other pieces on the defensive side, you've got people returning. I think they're set up well, especially in the NFC East, going against the Eagles twice, going against the Cowboys twice, which is probably the the best division in the NFC from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have that experience playing those quality opponents, and you get a team like maybe the Falcons as a seven seed. You know, if if they become a you know two seed or whatever, I mean, I I think there's a path for them to get to that championship game.
0: All right, New York Giants fans, for the fantasy players out there, real quick, who leads that team in receiving? Not named Darren Waller. Darius Slayton. Dary Isaiah Slayton. Hodgins. Paris Campbell apparently had a great training camp. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's such a cluster. High train, high train. Would,
2: unless somebody like takes a step from being a jag to being like. A good receiver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't You you need at least one good receiver, I think, in today's game, which Darren Waller is good for fantasy, but I don't know.
0: Darren Waller is going to be so good. He's going to be so good. All right, Tim, you have the final hot take of the preseason. Here we go.
2: Well, my hot take, hottest of hot take I could come up with for this season is that the Buffalo Bills. Be nice. Miss the playoffs.
1: Blasphemy. Absolute blasphemy. Throw him in temperate. season. Throw him in prison. Unbelievable.
2: The AFC is stacked. Yeah. And in my heart of hearts, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it later, but I think that the Bengals, Ravens, and Steelers are all playoff teams out of the AFC North. Steelers? I think the Jaguars are likely going to take the South, but don't sleep on the Titans. I think you that then you cold, have the cold, Chiefs, cold. the Chargers in the West. And I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm buying a little bit of the Jets hype. I mean, their defense is top 3 in the league. Easy, yeah. Like just studs all over their defense, add Aaron Rodgers. The Dolphins are still there in the AFC East. So I mean, the Bills would have to potentially be, you know, I just don't see it this year. I think I don't know that their team got that much stronger over the offseason. I think Dalton Kincaid is a hell of an addition. Um but he doesn't fix why they lost in the playoffs last year. Which was. Their defense is soft. Yes it is. Direct contradiction to Aaron's Super Bowl take, or maybe it was the Josh Allen take about like writing a little bit of the defense. I think their defense is low-key old and trash. Mm-hmm. Oof. Um and I think in order for that for them to you know, maintain their ability to make the playoffs, again, not a ton of playoff success. Josh Allen is going to have to, he's going to have to have an MVP type season because, again, James Cook, we got to see if he can even hold up for a season. Stephon Diggs, I mean, like, I know that he can come out and say whatever he wants on Twitter about, oh, the relationship's fine. It's, you know, the playoffs, we were just yelling at each other. We hated, like, he hated. Josh Allen.
0: Did you guys see Stephen A. Smith when he was like, I got my sources. I got my sources. Stephon Diggs wants out. He wants out. Uh-huh. Like he just straight up was like, I just got my – and Dernor and, yeah. was like sitting there with his mouth <laughs> open like, what did you just say?
2: And, and so that's – you want my hot take. I think the AFC is just a gauntlet. So some, just like last year, some big-name teams and big-name players will not make the playoffs. And I, I see the path where the Bills just don't have the chops this year to get it done.
0: I mean, I get it. They, they they did seem to be riding a really high high last year of like, oh, they're so good. They just whooped the Rams on opening night, and they whooped I think it was the Ravens in week two last year on Monday Night Football. They whooped somebody, and they were just like all over the place. Like they were crazy.
1: But see, the thing about the Bills last year was that they had a lot of pressure on them to perform, and people were picking them to, you know, win the Super Bowl, go to the AFC Championship. You don't see a lot of people this year putting that type of pressure on them, which is why I like picking them because they're more of an under-the-radar team, and that's kind of their vibe overall as a literal city in the United States. Like, no one is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go on vacation to Buffalo, New York. For some wangs. i like for some wigs. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They like being under the radar in general. That's kind of how they roll. And I think you're right. I, I give it to you, Tim. I, I think in order for the Bills to fully get to their potential, Josh Allen has to be an MVP-type player this year. But I think that can cover a multitude of sins. So I I see what you're saying, but
0: in Josh Allen I trust. Well, there you go. The hot takes. I hate the Detroit Lions. Tim hates the Buffalo Bills. And Aaron loves... <laughs> The New York football, football giant. Daniel Jones. I love that. Well, those are your predictions. Let us know yours. Hot takes are fun. Super Bowl predictions are fun. Let us know in the comments of this podcast on social media wherever you usually talk to us. Guys, it's been a while. I know wallets. Back. I know wallets might be getting a little tight. How about we go uh, make some money? Let's do it. For this league guarantee oh it's been a while since i've heard that music love hearing it it's back baby the this league guarantee for week one is coming at you in case you are unfamiliar how this works is we scan the nfl landscape we're talking player props we're talking game lines whatever bet we feel the most confident in we're going to give it to you you parlay them we give you the odds and you go make money it's that simple people just listen put our bets into your phone put your rent on it and just go and just go <laughs> just get, get that, that rent on that <laughs> your next week month's one. rent on it. <laughs> and just go make all the money uh we have just take a he lock out on it <laughs> right three game lines here for you this week and i'll start with tim throw it over to you what is your week 1 guarantee
2: My week one guarantee uh, might come as a shock to anybody who knows me well. I hate with a passion, a fiery passion. I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hate. And I teased it a little bit ago. I think they are underrated coming into this year. I think that they have improved. They have the they have the coach. I think Kenny Pickett has looked solid this year. I'm preseason. excited to
0: see what Mike Tomlin does with a year two Kenny Pickett.
2: I, I know it's preseason, but Kenny Pickett like truthfully has looked way more comfortable in the pocket and like picking apart a defense. You know, still gotta see it in a in a real game. The defense has gone nowhere. I mean TJ Watt is a defensive player of the year, you know, sack record type player. Um and I, I just really like them at home against the forty ers while I said uh, Steelers are underrated, 49ers are overrated, in my opinion, at least early in the season. Nick Bosa, like an hour ago, just signed his contract. Ooh. So 34 mil a year. Made that money. Uh, that's wild. Good lord. Um, so I don't know that he's going to play week one. I mean, he, I sat out all offseason. I mean, he's working out, but like, can you miss all offseason, all training camp, all OTAs, everything, and come ready to play in – Three days. Yeah. I don't know. If you there. George Kittle's banged up. He's got a groin that he's been limited with for a while and continues to be limited. Brock Purdy just had major elbow reconstructive surgery. And he's the guy.
0: He is the most intrigu one of the most intriguing players to me he this whole up. year. He
2: looked yep. awesome in what six games, last? He six games he was, last year. Nobody knew who he was
0: and now all of a sudden he's the starting quarterback for a super bowl Mr. Contender.
2: Irrelevant.
1: Literally Mr. Irrelevant. I,
2: I, I just I just want to pump the brakes a little bit. I agree. They have a ton, a ton, a ton of talent. But I think this is a team that's gonna need a few weeks after a choppy offseason. Um, just like with timing of things to really kind of come together and gel. And like I said, Steelers at home after an incredibly hot preseason. um, And then my last note is the fact that right now it's a plus, the Steelers are plus two on the spread. I think tells us that Vegas is unsure that the 49ers, what they're going to look like early in the season. Cause I think you would expect like just looking at it, I don't know, five, six points for the 49ers. So two, I I think it it shows for a close game and I'll take the Steelers money line.
0: Steelers money line rocking plus 105 at home against the Niners is your first leg of the parlay. Aaron, I'll send it over to you. What's the second leg of the parlay going to look like? So, the
1: second leg of the parlay involves the Seahawks versus the Rams. And if you go and look on your betting app, the normal line is Seahawks minus five and a half against the Rams. Sounds about right. But I'm so confident in this that I took it up a notch. And I'm saying an alternate spread of Seahawks minus 9.5. That's a lot. Versus the Rams at plus 154. My reasoning, boys, for this is as follows. The Rams' defense is absolute booty cheeks. And they're projected to be a bottom five defense in the league this year. I think it's a guarantee that that likely happens given the personnel. I agree. on their roster. It's Aaron Donald and a bunch of scrubs and a, guys. <laughs> I can't even, Not even I, Jag. I, I can't would, even yeah. I can't even name another guy on their I don't think I okay, can either. Anybody, defense. anybody I don't think I can either.
2: Uh, uh, a
1: starter on their defense that is good. I can't even name a starter on their defense, yeah. so I don't. I don't know. Which just goes to, to show, <laughs> <plea> blank, <laughs> <got> that <laughs> they are just really reaping the consequences of going all in a l- couple years ago, and this is what happens. Uh, nothing to show for it after after the Super Bowl. JSN is going to likely be ready to go for this game, and the Seahawks had a top five graded draft class overall this past year. Like they absolutely dominated their draft uh, you get a guy like Devin Witherspoon who was picked fifth overall it's going to come in as a cornerback dominate there they re-signed Draymond Jones which is a, in my opinion underrated signing that defensive tackle position is key they also got Bobby Wagner back Bobby Wagner had a PFF grade that was among the highest of all linebackers last year so he doesn't appear to have missed a step despite his age and they bolster a unit that was already respectable last year as a defense. Add in no Cooper Cup for Aww. week one. I think that's just icing on the cake, guys. And I see them winning by 10 points at least. I think two touchdowns is very
0: much in the equation. Minus nine and a half I, is I, I bold. Like it. I actually like it. Yeah. But, I mean, we're guaranteeing it. Yeah. so It's going to happen. <laughs> we're guaranteeing it's gonna it. It's going to happen, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to get us in on the last leg of the parlay. I'm going to get us in on some Thursday night football action. And, guys, I know the news has not been great for the Chiefs. You're losing Kelsey. Um, I guess that's about it. But that's kind of a big thing. You're losing the number one target of your offense. Yeah, Chris Jones decided to sit out, um, wait till he gets paid, probably the money he deserves if we're all being honest. But I'm still riding the Chiefs. I had them, fun fact, before the Kelsey news, I had the Chiefs, I think it was minus seven and a half? No, minus six, six and, and a, a half. half. Six and a yeah. half. Because the line was five and a half, moved to four and a half after the Kelsey news. So I had them at six and a half. But my official uh, parlay is Chiefs minus four and a half versus the Lions. And here's why, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Reid is the king. Of preparations, my friends, in his career, he is 27 and 4 after bye weeks, and he has won 14 of his last 18 opening games and is 8 and 1 with the Chiefs in opening games. Now, we that is not, some knowledge. We are not losing. We are not losing. And Patrick Mahomes, guess what? He is undefeated in opening games with 18 touchdowns and zero interceptions, I mean, and they're at home at Arrowhead against the Lions, who you guys already know how I feel about them. All right? This is going to be a letdown on national television, okay? Everybody's like, ooh, the Lions are good. They're going to make a statement. No, they're probably going to lose by, like, 14 because they're the Lions. That's what they do. That's what they do. So I was more confident prior to Kelsey going minus 6.5. I'll stick with minus 4.5. I think they win by over a field goal. That's minus one ten. But you really going to pick the Lions to walk into Arrowhead week one against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, who have had an offseason to prepare for Jared Goff. Like, <laughs> Jared Goof? No, no. It's going to be the Chiefs minus four and a half. For Jared Goof? I'm most confident in that one this week. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your this league guarantee to go over it one more. Chiefs minus four and a half. Steelers money line against the 49ers at home. And the Seahawks minus nine and a half against the Rams. That parlay in total gets you at a plus 905, baby. So 10 bucks or your rent money turns into $100. So basically times 10 your money. We love to hear that. And as we always say, do it. Go win your money because the This League podcast guarantees it, baby. Go make that money. And I'm sure there's a bunch of... Week one, no sweat. Parlay. Oh yeah, opt deposit in deposit bonus. Everybody,
2: reminder: opt in to all of the. They're giving clicks. a lot of free money yep. right now. I think
0: I saw one that was like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase both over fifty receiving yards. Did is that like plus one ten? Like, come on,
1: come on! For what app was it DraftKings? Draft, that was yeah, DraftKings. DraftKings, and I am
0: sure all the other ones have a bunch of other ones. And we'll talk about more if we just get sponsored by one. I am just, I'll throw that out there. You know, we have an opening.
1: Yeah, come on, sponsor us. <laughs> So, how about underdog fantasy?
0: Sure, why not? I got money in there too. All the good people. All right, guys. The time has come. Let's go talk about this league fantasy football the week 1 preview coming your way. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's go. Week 1 is here. The fantasy it is, football baby is here we have five matchups to preview coming up and obviously it's week one so we know all the information we're not doubting about anything we know exactly what is going to happen new season week one means a new pick'em update baby New Pickham, fresh new year. In case you need a reminder from last year, Aaron won the Pickhams. Yeah, I did again. I think you won in the year before that as sure well. Sure did.
2: I think I finished last every
0: year. <laughs> Aaron going forty nine and twenty five to back. I was second going forty four and thirty. And Tim, you were hanging around five and f- five hundred for a closer. while, yeah, yeah. But you went forty two and thirty two. We love to love that. So Aaron looking to do a three-peat on the Pickhams championships this year. Coming for it. Oh, baby. The first preview of the 2023 fantasy football season. We are going to start in the Kadoba division with Tim and Close But No Jamar taking on Zach and Breeze Latton. And as of this writing, Close But No Jamar has a
1: 64% chance of victory according to Sleeper. However... I do think that this matchup is going to be closer than what meets the eye, and I will explain as I go through each team. So starting with Tim, CD Lamb gets deployed for the first time. That's my guy, Along with Jamar Chase in some exploitable matchups. God, that's a hot combo. Yeah. I like it. That's hot. I like it a lot. Both these guys are on the road, but I think that there's plenty of fantasy points to spare with some of the Key cornerback matchups is it going to have Joe Burrow? Whether he plays in week one, I think will be a key for Jamar Chase, especially. He's going to go right in all likelihood. I haven't heard anything to the contrary. Yeah, he he had a
2: press report today where he said he's all systems go. Okay, all systems go. So,
1: (laughs) so I think you know, Jamar is going to eat as a result of that. DK Metcalf is going to be mountainside ready to sacrifice some rams in this one. Oh my uh, god. He has an absolute huge game. I guess I'll roll let that one roll <laughs> for him. Unbelievable just how much he's going to dominate in this game. It's going to be 40 plus points. It's going to be absolutely insane. Is the Darren Waller hype legit? Yes, We will see soon enough. I am a believer. I do think he will come out and be Daniel Jones' safety blanket. He's going to get a bunch of targets. He's going to really help that offense roll. And as a result, lots of fantasy points. For Tim, the running backs, I would say, aren't as imposing as maybe they have been in previous years. Jonathan Taylor's not in the lineup. Traded away some guys. However, they're very solid floor players. Aaron Jones, always a safe option when healthy. And Isaiah Pacheco also can be exciting in his own right, depending on the matchup. For Zach, he's going to need points to keep up. It starts with Jared Goff tomorrow night. I think he's going to need at least 20 or more
0: to keep pace. We'll probably know if this is even going to be a contest by the end of tomorrow night. Yeah. And,
1: you know, we'll see. Going into Arrowhead is a tough task. He does have the factor of it not being cold quite yet. Jared Goff doesn't play super well in cold environments, so maybe that helps him a little bit, but other than that, there's just question marks everywhere (laughs) on Zach's roster, uh, and especially in his starting lineup. Deontay Johnson, will he get the target volume that he did last year? Steelers should be improved with Kenny Pickett, but that's up in the air. Traylon Burks, what's that going to look like as a wide receiver, too, in the Tennessee offense? Javante Williams' health—is he anywhere near the same player that we saw previously in the starting lineup? Week one, like that's that's a ballsy that's a play one. right there, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of question marks there. I do like Brian Robinson, and he has some nice flex spots that he gets to deploy. Alexander Madison, I've been, you know, high on him this off season. and Khalil Herbert has some. I think ceiling appeal mm-hmm. uh, that can't be overlooked. Um, you know, Brees Hall's on the bench against him. Do you go for the upside or do you go for safety? I feel like Brees Hall putting him on the bench feels like you're
0: playing for safety there. Um, I, I think Brees. I think every every running back in his starting lineup has higher upside than Brees Hall this yeah. week. I, I I'd be surprised if he gets. Ten snaps, yeah. So
1: it you know it goes back and forth, but it is interesting to put a name like Brees Hall on your bench. Um, with all that being said, though, I do think Tim wins this one by ten to fifteen.
0: But I think Zach will stay competitive in this one throughout. I don't think it's a blowout by any means. Yeah, you could say Brees Hall is a potential lineup decision for Zach to make, uh, and for for one of his running backs. I think the only matchup decision Tim potentially has is. We have DeAndre Hopkins chilling down there on the bench. Do you roll him out maybe over a Chris Godwin, you know, with Baker Mayfield? That seems a little more inconspicuous maybe than a DeAndre Hopkins would be start. So I think that's maybe a decision you have to make. But the rest of the lineups, I think, kind of set themselves. And I would have a hard time seeing Tim losing this one. So I'm going Tim.
2: Yeah, I think – Marshawn Lattimore scares me enough to leave Hopkins on the bench week one.
0: I feel like you and Marshawn Lattimore are we just go like, back. you guys, you're always yeah. like, oh, it yeah. could be anybody. And nice. it's just like, well, you got Marshawn Lattimore he, this yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> you know, nightmares about him.
2: Now, I, I'm going to pick myself uh, as well in this first week matchup. I think my guys have have good matchups across the board. For those wondering and, and have having done a Google search since, DK Metcalf, Metcalf will be lining up across the field from... Darion Kendrick? Ho. (laughs) Or Kobe Durant? Not Kobe. And it's not basketball. Is is that Kobe Kobe Bryant and Kevin Durant? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And the safeties that are going to have to contain him are Russ Yeast,
1: Center Grove Grad. Are you
2: serious? Let's (laughs) go,
0: baby. Against DK Metcalf, uh, and, and is and he a starter?
2: Jordan Fuller, they're they're listed as the Rams starters. That's
0: crazy. Oh, you're just those, those are Rams players. Yeah, We're yeah, no, that's about that's who
2: DK, DK is going up against. Oh, we so, can't name uh, any of them. Yeah, I had to look it up because I, I genuinely had no clue. But yeah, I'm picking myself. Wow, one. Russ East, <laughs> Center
0: Grove High School, baby. All right, I guess DK Metcalf's a pretty good start. Then you you sold me. <laughs> you sold me. All right, well, we're all taking Tim there, expecting him to get off to a hot start in what is a now very winnable Kadova. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We move on to our next matchup. We got Clayton and the Red Rocket taking on the fantasy darling this year, Hayden and to to infinity and Bijan. Sleeper currently has Hayden with the largest point spread of the week, a 67% chance of victory. Woof! And, I mean, it's 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 pretty easy to see why. I think Hayden's really going to be tuned in to the Thursday night football game. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Jameer Gibbs for the first time. Get to see him in action. So if if, if Clayton wants any chance of staying in this game, you're going to have to have a pretty mid-performance from Patrick Mahomes. And you're going to have to have maybe David Montgomery really take a lot of maybe the work in week one. Um, and, of course, you got the Bijan John Robinson. What a great... Fun combo, that's going to be Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson this year. And I think for Clayton, it's going to be pretty easy to see if he has a chance in games by looking at, you know, what I consider kind of his big three, right? Joe Burrow, Damian Pierce, Drake London. What are their matchups? Do any of them have the potential to blow up this week? You know, maybe so. Who knows? But I don't think this is the week for that. You look for Joe Burrow. Cleveland had the number five ranked pass defense last year. Not saying he's going to like, you know, succumb to the the, the Browns' defense, but um, the likelihood of a blow up game, you know, may not be there. And then you look at Damian Pierce. Baltimore Ravens had the third best run defense in twenty twenty two. So you just look at those. I know they're green on the app, but they're just not good matchups mm-hmm. in reality. If I give any, if I give Clayton any chance, is I think I want to play Hayden in the beginning of the year because just historically, even for top 15 running backs, you start off slow. You're a running back. Let's get your snaps. Let's learn just the NFL routine and all that kind of stuff. So the likelihood that Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs maybe start a little slower, and no way am I saying they're going to be bad, but you know, maybe don't get the 80%, 70% snap count that you want to see from a workhorse running back. A little cheeky, hot little hot take if you want this week, I can potentially see... Tyler Algier and David Montgomery outscoring Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs this week. Oof, that is just hot. from the fact of again your rookie running backs. You already got running backs that know the NFL, especially for Algier. You've been in the system for a year, and Arthur Smith. I feel like it's just susceptible to doing dumb crap like that <laughs> of just giving Tyler Algier a lot of work. So um, I, I'm trying to give everything I can here to give Clayton a shot, but. Unfortunately, when you got Jalen Waddle, Debo Samuel, and Tractor Cito King Derrick Henry on the other side, looking at people like Zay Jones, Nico Collins, and Elijah Moore, you gotta take the side that has the King Henry, Tractor Cito. I am going Hayden to win this one. Yep, Hayden. Hayden as well. All right. Well, there you go. Clean sweep for Hayden there. Um, He needs to, for for the Chipotle division, these Clayton games are probably must-wins, if we're being honest. Absolutely. With how much we're going to beat the crap out of each other, we need to be sure we're winning the easy games, Um, especially against the wretched Kadopa division. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Speaking of the Codoba division, our next matchup, we have Stephen and Mount Passmore repping this Codoba division, taking on Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth from the Chipotle division.
2: Big picture looking. We have two teams seemingly headed in opposite directions mm-hmm. after this offseason. Mm-hmm. Anthony continuing to revamp the roster, go all in. Stephen selling off some pieces and might be looking for a, a, a remodel of his home. Right now, Sleeper has Anthony with a 57% chance of victory. And it starts with the quarterback. Uh, Chris highlighted him earlier. Lamar Uh, Jackson, the new I'm scared of Lamar Jackson. The new OC. I'm scared. He's going to be good. I think he could explode. You know, last last year you had, you know, the quarterbacks didn't do great against Houston um, because they could just, like, score points and then run out the rest of the clock. I think Houston's offense might have enough oomph in them to, like, keep games a little tighter this year. Uh, up next on Anthony's side, Christian McCaffrey. He's going to get his Joe Mixon volume king this year. It's going to happen. Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, they're going to get theirs. Amari Cooper, a sneaky good play. He's at home. And if anything follows from last year, you can play him at home. Don't touch him on the road.
0: Amari Cooper finished as the wide receiver 10 last year. It's like, what? Yeah. He was a wide receiver one? That's so surprising every time I hear it. I know.
2: Mm-hmm. And and also he gets to deploy his new RB Ramondre Stevenson (laughs) once on my team. And a big storyline for this matchup: these are two teams that have the top two of the top five tight ends. Uh, You have Anthony with Travis Kelsey. He's not going to play. Doesn't look like. And you have Steven. Uh, I said earlier with George Kittle still see ya. nursing the groin, <laughs> probably see ya. He so, practices. So he we, we might out. see a little tight end matchup of uh, Jawan Johnson versus Evan Ingram. So Steven will take <laughs> oh, that God. by default, but <laughs> that's a lot less fun to think about than George Kittle versus Travis Kelsey. True. Uh, on Steven's side, I think you know Justin Herbert has that the ability to hang with any fantasy quarterback. So like. While I, you know, I hyped up Lamar there. I think, uh, Herbo fully loaded can compete. Um, but then the, the question marks start right away. Deion Jackson in the starting running back spot. What does early season Dalvin Cook look like? You know, he's only been with the team a week. Like we got to see what happens there. Um, as of now, receivers stud, stud Digs and Brown. Um, he's he's and got. they has got
0: to carry him. They have to carry they, uh, him. Yes,
2: they have the ability to. And their uh, matchups I'll give them suck. That. But <laughs> then the flex spots, I think, come with uh, more question marks and what remains to be seen for the rest of the season. Christian Kirk, you know, wide receiver 11 last year was fantastic. But now you're competing. He's going to be the wide receiver 2 on a Jags team. That's going to have a lot of uh, mouths to feed. Sure is. And Mike Williams, you know, he's... I just Mike Williams is the ultimate like boomer bust kind yeah. of guy.
1: Like, what is he gonna be?
2: And so I just I, I this it's too early in the season for for me to see something like that. Um, like you said, Chris Diggs has got at the Jets sauce saucy. He's gonna be sauced all over him. Um, and then AJ Brown, the Patriots <laughs> defense always seems to uh, always seems to be able to shut down receivers. And I'm gonna take uh, Anthony in this matchup.
0: I am also taking Anthony in this matchup um, really just because I mentioned it. Diggs Brown every week is going to have to carry his butt. And when you're playing the Jets and the Patriots respectively, Belichick likes to take away your best option. And Stefan's getting sauced this week. Um, don't think he's going to have enough to go up against who many believe to be the number one best contender this year. I'm going Anthony here.
1: I mean, come on, guys. Where's the love for Steve? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, Anthony <laughs> is uh going to take this one, and he's going to start off real strong, 1-0, on the backs of some of his studs, CMC, JJ, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson. You guys already said it. Just too much firepower and way too much flux that is happening with Steven's
0: team. Yeah, there you have it. Let's move on to our next matchup. And this might be the closest one of the week. We have Stretch and Super Camario taking on Don in the newly dawned in Jigbas in Paris.
1: And on Sleeper, Super Camario has a 52% chance of victory. But Ooh. boys, this certainly feels like a true coin flip type of game. Like a 50 like 50. Let's go. Absolutely. On Stretch's side, he's led by Josh Jacobs, thankfully returned to camp, got his franchise tag signed. We'll see how he is without a full off season of being in the program and all the workouts, everything that that entails. Devontae Smith and Garrett Wilson also are stalwarts who can put up points in his lineup. Um, I, it is worth noting, though, that Josh Jacobs' dog, uh, he feasts on Broncos matchups. I don't know if you guys have went back and seen his stats when he plays the Broncos, but it's kind of ridiculous. Just, some... just If you have some free time, just go look at it. Uh, I feel like a majority of his career rushing yards are against the Broncos. But um, Anthony Richardson, it's going to be a rocky ride for Stretch. Uh, I, I love the start, though. I love it. Yeah, just great, great Just start, do it, bro. Yeah. Just do it. What do you have to lose? Great start there. There's definitely going to be some growing pains early in the season for him at that position until, of course, Kyler Murray's healthy. Mike Evans, I think, is a big X factor in this one. If he has a nice game, it can definitely pay dividends in a game where the margin for error is going to be small. Um, Baker Mayfield does like to throw the ball down the field, so maybe that unlocks something for Mike Evans early in the season. Yet to be seen. Uh, Monty as in Dave Montgomery, he's going to get the goal line work. They already came out and said that Dave Montgomery is the goal line back. I wouldn't expect more than, you know, 15 per game on average for Montgomery. You'll you take know, that for barring, a running back three. barring Yeah, barring crazy touchdown volume there. Um, but you like to see that floor play at your flex position. For Don, he has some blue chip guys that are going to be in his lineup. Tony Pollard, Chris Olave. Aaron Rodgers, I like all of those guys in this matchup. It's sneaky, though, that Garrett Wilson will get canceled out a bit by Rodgers um, with that kind of going back and forth. Um, Miles Sanders, if healthy, could definitely run wild on the Atlanta run defense. Uh, he's questionable, has the questionable tag currently. We'll see what if that changes over the next few days. McLaurin and JSN also are questionable, but could have respectable games if they could be healthy for week one. So a lot of injury concerns on Don's starting lineup, but I can really see this one ultimately coming down to Monday night football. And I think Don barely edges out stretch Mm. by less than five points. I think so. Uh, On that Monday night football game, I think Aaron Rodgers spreads it out a little bit more than we think he will. Not hyper targeting Garrett Wilson.
0: Sure, um, Don. Man, I mean, we we've talked about it. You know, we have beat this horse, but like the decisions he makes in his starting lineup are going to be big. I mean, you got people on your bench. You got Sky Moore with no Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, I think, is going to open up. I think it's twenty six percent of the target share. Oh, I so that's that. a yeah. that's a good portion. So he could be a move. Jahan Dotson, the guy that gets this podcast, Dotson, Break up. so good. Let's go. Love him. He's on the bench. Brandon Ayuk is on the bench. And right now you're starting Brandon Cooks and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like, I'm the biggest Jigba guy, personally, as you guys know that. But, you know, first game in, coming off a broken wrist like two days ago. Um, You know, he's got some lineup decisions to make. I think I trust him. This is going to be bad. I trust him to make the right decision. But even if he does, I'm actually going to take – Stretch here, um, I just think his really good guys are better, a little better than Don's really good guys. Um, and then Mike Evans, kind of like you said, like you said about how he's the X Factor, he has a good game. I think Stretch wins this easily. If he doesn't, I think it's close. But just knowing Stretch and his dumb luck, I'm picking Stretch.
2: Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm going to throw the the rainy champ a bone and give him a weak one dub as well and take Stretch in this
0: matchup. All right, there you go. Two for Stretch, one for Don – And that means, ladies and gentlemen, we have one game left, to preview, which makes that your Game of the Week. And we have a little mini Civil War here. It's between podcast hosts, which means Tim gives us the preview.
2: In this matchup, we have fresh division rivals. (sighs) Arguably two guys gunning for it this year. Let Russ microwave. You're going
1: down. Hey, I hate you, dude. I hate you. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> Guys, love each I'm other. Tired of seeing you. By the way, you know Mom, what, Dad?
0: Just you can just leave the podcast. You can just leave. All right, I'm I'm out of here. See ya.
2: Two Christmases. Anyway, let Russ microwave. He looks to <laughs> start. Off.
0: I was like, wait, what did you just? <laughs> that went way over my head <laughs> too. <laughs> I was like, two Christmases.
2: <laughs> oh man, you know it's one of those. One of those. Um Aaron, let Russ microwave. You're looking to start off the season welcoming your new division buddy to Chipotle. Don't welcome the Moes. Welcome to Chipotle. No. Uh, Stop him. We got week one. T Law is the new captain. Look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now, not Russell Wilson. Trevor Lawrence going in. Juicy matchup at the Colts. He's going to pick us apart. Yeah. You know, I just, as an outsider, I think, you know, the Jags are going to. Could explode uh, at the Colts game this week. Um, You have Austin Eckler. He's going to do his thing. He's going to get his points. Saquon Barkley, uh, again, that's NFC championship game performing. Saquon Barkley, going to get his. (laughs) Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver one. Devontae Adams is a wide receiver one. Both those guys are matchup proof. The biggest question in the lineup, Mark Andrews. We're on watch.
1: I am on, watch. We're on limited? watch. He was limited in practice today. Limited with a quad
2: injury. I don't. He. I. Ooh, ooh. I think this is one Same. where, like, <laughs> <laughs> it, if you know, if, if you're you, Aaron, which you are, would you rather see him sit a little bit and get healthy, or do you want him out there because he's your new shiny toy?
1: Ah, uh, I think I really want to see him out there. But at the same time, because you have the that smart play, tight end depth to, yeah.
2: to to absorb an early season delay.
1: Yeah, the smart play is okay if he's you know ruled out and he's out week one. I can always put in a Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts, Kyle, say Kyle it. Pitts. Say if it if I have a gun say his my name. Head.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's so young. Uh, he's ugly. so athletic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, yeah yeah you got some <laughs> matchups there. So it's a question mark that you might not get your new shiny toy. But at the same time, you know, you've got the you can absorb it. The flex spots, I mean, it, I mean anytime we talk about Aaron's roster, like why do we like we just name all these dudes.
0: It's like I wait for a break and it just doesn't come. Yeah. It just doesn't come.
2: Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, plus matchup. T. Higgins, God. just it's just unbelievable. And commanders against freaking The God. Cardinals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Dobbs, Josh
2: Dobbs, who was acquired <laughs> like five days ago, yeah. is going to start. Yeah. Man, the Cardinals are looking to go zero and seventeen. Absolutely, <laughs> the Commanders' defense could score forty points, and I would be like, "Yep, that seems about right." So I think you've just got the dudes, you've got the matchups, uh, Chris. We'll we'll go over. We'll talk about this. This is your reinvigorated roster, right? We have Nick Chubb, new shiny running back. Let's go baby! He's uh, he's hot in the starting lineup. You have on a new team, DJ Moore. Let's can, go. Can he kind of take a next step in his uh, preseason? In his, like, anything. Is this like his twelfth year in the league or something like that? He's still a baby, and he's like not tw- crazy? Twenty six years old. He's still a baby, Loki. You've got Calvin Ridley, you know, fresh out the casino, and then <laughs> we've also got in the starting lineup this year. Aaron hit on him earlier. James Cook starting in the flex, Let's go startable piece. Tough matchup there. And then you've got the, the,
1: the Come on.
2: wild card. Come Mr. on. Oh, Cardarius
1: Tony. On. He's such a bad guy. He's going to beat you, Aaron. <laughs> he is going <laughs> to no, beat he you. No, he's not. Because you know
0: oh, what? Man. Oh,
1: he's going to obliterate his ACL.
2: Yeah, I know. So, Chris, this is your reinvigorated roster. It's going to be a lot of fun to see these guys. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, I'm going to pick Aaron, like I said, for the, the dudes and the matchups. And Chris, the reason I think that he's got a a shot that just is—it's hard to pick against this week. Oh, absolutely! Is is the Week One Josh Allen at the New York Jets defense that I've hyped up four times on this podcast already? I think that's a tough, tough draw. Um, And then Aaron's got his dudes in plus matchups. So I'm sorry uh, for for this new welcoming to Chipotle. I think you're gonna start season on one,
0: buddy. So I'm also welcome to the league. Full, shut up. <laughs> full transparency, I'm also taking Aaron. And to your point, like that Justin Fields DJ More stack, we just roll it out week one and just see what happens. I was about like, to say, it. you know, I, I was going to interrupt and uh, be like, Tim, you ready for Chris to tilt his face yeah, off? <laughs> I know. But here's the thing, guys. I just, I just give me a second. Just give me a second. No, guys, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Scored, I'm actually going to leave the a podcast. Touchdown I'm actually going the Super leave Bowl, and it's like nobody cares. He scored on his first, or sorry, on his first eight touches with the Chiefs last year when he was still getting re- re- reinvigorated with the offense, all that stuff. 102 Ooh. yards and a touchdown. It's like nobody cares. Last season, from week was nine Chris talking or to I can't the believe Super I, Bowl, I
2: offered Chris a first round pick for Tony last year. From week nine I to
0: can't the Super I Bowl. That. Th- listen to this i'm he's, so happy he didn't do it i think he's still talking i know <laughs> from week 9 to the super bowl he ranked first in the nfl amongst all wide receivers and targets per route run when he's out there patrick mahomes throws him the ball that's he's not my out stats.
2: there three routes a game i know and So he gets three targets. Travis
0: Kelsey vacating twenty five percent of the target, and like nobody, it's like nobody cares. What am I it's like gonna, nobody what am I gonna cares. Have for lunch and
2: welcome, and thank you for listening to the podcast. It's been a great week. I and might make an omelet,
0: and in that, and in that, for with all that being said, I might start Gabe Davis this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we just convinced him to not start <laughs> are Kadarius are Tony. <laughs> I'm picking Aaron. Okay, are we still
1: talking about Kadarius Tony? Are we I'm, done? I'm picking I think Aaron. He's done. Aaron. Go, I'm picking Aaron, go go Aaron. go go all right, go. All right, cool. I'll be quick. Uh, I'm going to pick myself uh, because my team at this stage right now with the players in the lineup are just better. Damn.
0: And that's your week one Okay,
1: But in reality, you not having Cooper Cup
0: hurts so bad. I know. It really does. He was like the nitrous to my team, and now it's gone. And now I'm just driving a Honda Civic. It
1: made the matchup go from like, oh, you know, I could beat Chris by like 5 to 10 to uh, I could see myself beating you by 15. I know. Yeah.
0: I know. All right. Well, all three of us are rolling, Aaron, in what should be your game of the week. And that was your week one preview, ladies and gentlemen. Fantasy football's happening. This is crazy. It was good to talk about that. Good to shake the cobwebs off. Oh, yeah. Thanks for sticking with us now. We have one more quick segment before we call it a show. Let's get into your official pre-season, pre-week one power rankings. Broncos country. Let's run.
2: You know the drill. The podcast hosts, we list Let's our get it power going. rankings. We compile between the three of us and we tell you who stinks and who's awesome. And this is the last one. A little bit of movement from the league-wide, way, way too early power rankings that we did, I don't know, a month and a half, two months ago. Sounds about right. Um, so let's dive right in. Uh, at number nine, we have Breeze Lightning staying in the same spot from before. <laughs> okay. At number eight, we got falling two spots from the way, way too early power rankings is Mount Passmore.
0: That was pre-Nick that's such a Chubh. slide. Pre-Nick tra- yeah, you know, We talked
2: about the digs, A.J. Brown. Yeah, he's still got some dudes, but we'll see if that stays. At number seven, Njigba's in Paris, up one as a result of Steven sliding a little bit. Okay. Number six, also up one, Super Camario. All right. That that's, puts Stretch, the reigning champ in that in the one through six range. He's I've a...
1: warmed on his team a little
2: I, bit. Yeah, you know, I think we all have a little bit of common sense in us, unfortunately. At number five, staying the same. It's fine. Team Fairline where
1: he belongs. It's fine.
2: Before the Cooper Cup injury, I had him at two. It's fine. And I dropped you to four because of that. I think but I
0: have myself at six.
2: You have yourself at five. At five. Okay, yeah, don't be too harsh gotcha. on yourself. So right right there. Uh you gotta get to get healthy. Gotta see the guys. At four, down a spot is Hayden and two infinity. And Bijan. And Bijan. At three, swapping with Hayden, myself. Close, but no Jamar. We're rising a little bit. Mm -hmm. At two, we have Team Uninspired Youth. All right. Staying there, staying the same at number two. On the tails, chasing the man himself. Aaron and let Russ microwave, staying at the top of the power rankings, the offseason go, champ. Everyone's go. picking him to win this year. I'm so Let's
0: excited go. to watch your downfall. He's at the top. So
2: that is your power rankings for final power rankings for the preseason.
0: There you have it. You know where we stand heading into the season. Let's get us out of here. As always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again from the bottom of our hearts, old listeners, new listeners, from wherever you may be, for listening to our show. We really enjoyed doing it, and we're excited to start another NFL season with you guys. And I probably should have said this before we even got into the week one previews. But if you really want to get the most out of this listening experience, head over to thisleapod.com. You will see... Up-to-the-date up to rosters, starting rosters, waiver moves, trades. So whenever we're talking about these lineups and who's in the starting lineup and who's Follow on the bench, thisleagepod.com is the spot to go to to kind of talk through our process. would be a great spot to do it. And like I said, you can go there to see up-to-the-second scores whenever the games start, as well as waivers, trades, all that good stuff. This league underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter is where you find us on the social medias. feel free to contact us there. love interacting with you guys over there and as always, comment, share, give us a good rating, and yeah press the like button
1: yeah yeah I did it I did it I'm frozen i don't I did it i only I only have one setting just click click click. <laughs> click I, know, i'm malfunctioning click
2: I, I wanted to be the like button upside the head with the yeti water bottle
0: <laughs> and then i'll just open the yeti water bottle pour it on the like button let it spark and flash and break short circuit that's right short circuit that like but be button. sure to press it first before you short circuit and just it click. not you can click just click you click can click click just click. click it ladies and gentlemen football is here i am excited Thursday night. Enjoy it, guys. I'm Chris. Love you guys.
2: Couldn't be more excited. Let's go.
1: Peace.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. Gone get.